Hello and welcome back to our live Seismic Cinema podcast. So grab some crabs, put your feet up on a white stag, and prepare to catch up on two episodes because I wasn't feeling well last week. No, now you're looking much better than you were last week anyway. Is it because my couch is in a different position? Yeah, possibly. Uh, it's good to be back in the old podcasting game anyway. It's a... Uh... I'm actually, like I was saying before, I'm actually going quite nervous about that. <laughs> I feel yeah. so, I feel like practice, just talking about yeah, it. show that I've watched. And my cats are going to be running around in circles because they've spotted some kind of insect on the wall. So, yes, you can see. Oh, it makes a change from uh, my dogs barking the house down. Uh, so it's your turn to get tormented. They're not going to make any noise, though. Hello, viewer. It's probably, it's probably Scarlet. She'll probably go in. I said to her, you can, you can jump on and just tell us how wrong we are the whole time or just berate us the whole thing. Okay, we'll get, oi, my cat's literally on top of the television. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He literally jumped on top of my flat screen telly. <laughs> oh, that was terrifying. Right, anyway, so... See, see, see that happens to you. Is, that, is this that, like, see this feeling of you're a diddy. Is that how you feel when I'm doing this with my dogs? I'm just scared of my TV's going to break or my cat's going to hurt itself. Well, you give up the podcasting game if your TV gets broken. I know. I just need to keep an eye on them. Right, anyway. So we're going to review, spoiler review, the second and third episodes of The House of the Dragon. I think I'm going to have to do this in the move so I can keep an eye on them so they don't knock the TV down. Down. Mobile podcasting, you got, you got a new skill set. Yep. Right, don't, so... Don't run out of your Wi-Fi. What's that? Don't run out of range of your Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. I'm just a bit nervous. I don't want a flat screen TV topman. But anyway, we should probably get into it. So we did a review a couple of weeks ago of the first episode of House of the Dragon, and I wasn't feeling well. I had the, the cold last week, so we missed that one. So we're going to do a review of two, then three, but to be honest, we'll probably start meshing them all together. Quick non-spoiler thoughts, just to be inclusive. Oh, non-spoiler thoughts. Um, Curple. Uh, I'm still really loving it. Uh, it's not as action-packed. As I thought it was going to be, so like, I thought there was going to be more action sporadically through it, but it just seems to be like one main bit kind of per episode. Um, but overall, I'm enjoying the kind of the political games as always. We we all know I'm the the polar opposite to you, so the lack of action doesn't bother me that much because I think we know. In true Game of Thrones style, the the big action will probably come in the second last episode. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Just keep me watching till then. As is as is the classic, and I am loving the the political intrigue in the well the the Game of Thrones really. Yeah, and uh, anyone that's listening on Spotify when this is all recorded and done and dusted, uh, probably your character is the most kind of po most politically intriguing scumbag of them all, Otto. The, the little finger of the piece. Yeah. It's quite sad. I thought he was going to be like the kind of the good guy of the bunch and then he just he's went right down now. He's just, mm -hmm. he's in it for his own mm -hmm. his own game. Yeah. 
So also the first episode didn't have the same opening as the second episode. So what were your thoughts on that? Oh, do you mean the opening title? Yeah. Yeah. Um I didn't really notice it the first in the first episode that it didn't have one. But uh yeah, so is that the, the model that the Ceres is building throughout the and that's like old is that old Valeria or something? You're you're pushing my Game of Thrones knowledge to the limit there, I think. But if anyone's viewing and knows the answer, because there's five people on at the moment, so if you know the answer, then let us know. Don't run away, please. <laughs> oh, one of them's gone. So <laughs> it was quite cool the way it was really great to have the Game of Thrones music back. Uh, me and Alien are watching, rewatching uh, Game of Thrones season one right now. So, and it's so good. <laughs> you would just forget how good it is. And it's pretty cool the way the, the kind of blood kind of floats through the, the opening title in the new show. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the wee symbols were throughout the opening title, but I think they're just symbols of like the, the members of House Targaryen or something, I think. Yeah. Is that your cats again? Yeah, I'm still just keeping an eye on them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get bored quickly of uh, non-spoiler thoughts, so we can get right into the spoilers and we'll start with episode two. We're not going to fall into previous traps, Paul. We... We swore we're not going to go beat by beat through every episode, A, because I can't remember it, and B, because that was our worst ever episode, wasn't it? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> we say that about every episode, every episode. <laughs> and most of our episodes are the worst we've ever done. <laughs> the, the, the Book of Boba Fett, whatever episode it was, that was our worst by far. It was the finale, wasn't it? Uh, no, because we did that with Daniel. Oh, no, we didn't. We did the ranking with Daniel, um, didn't we? The finale, finale. We totally butchered, yeah. Yeah, I had three pages of notes and I felt like I was reading off a script. I did so much preparation. Well, let's get into this. Let's not get uh, hemmed down by that. So, episode two, where do we start? Uh, well, this was the more, this is probably the more political, the most political one of the three so far, wasn't it? Hmm. Like, it wasn't really an action set piece at all. It was just setting up a lot of wee side stories um and it's kind of shown damon's rebellious side um my favorite episode out of the three i would say by the way so far was it actually <laughs> See, i was saying i kind of finished episode two and it's kind of like yeah not really much oh for me action wise not much happened but Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, a lot did happen. It was the most gripping for me. Every single conversation, every single scene, I was like on the edge of my seat, just waiting to see what would happen next. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, was this, so this was the one where they tried to get Viserys to marry off, wasn't it? Yeah, so the King Viserys's wife had died horrifically, I may add, um, at the end of the previous episode, and then the his son died um, pretty much instantly, and he pronounced Rene, is it Renéres? Renéra? Yeah. As his successor. And then this episode, we said, was six months afterwards. Yeah, six months. Yeah, yeah. So there was a there was a storm starting to brew, wasn't there? And the is it the crab? What do they call it? 
What, the, in the stepping stones? Stepping stones. I wanted to call it the crab lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the stepping stones was the kind of main shipping lanes, wasn't it? It was getting attacked by the pirates that were full of like mercenaries and stuff, led by my character, the crab feeder. Can I just um, say, he doesn't say a word in two episodes, but still one of the best villains. Give him an Oscar. <laughs> Did you notice the, the Game of Thrones disease that he has? The disease? Oh, is that the one that Jorah had? No. Yeah, Grayscale. Gray is that what that was? I thought he'd been burnt. I thought he was burned or something. I thought that's what that was. Because you remember when Jorah got Grayscale, he got it when he went to the old... Uh, what's the place called? I'm better than this normally, but what's the place called? What? The Citadel? Valeria. Volantis, no. Valeria? I think it was Volantis or Valeria. I can't really remember. Did Jorah not go there? That's where he caught Grayscale off like people with really thought, severe Grayscale. I thought Valeria was destroyed. Is that? He went somewhere though, because that's what, yeah. when he caught it. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. I'm sure some Game of Thrones nut could uh, fill us in there. So there's a battle going on. The Viserys is getting a lot of pressure to to get remarried. He's not very keen. He seems like quite a decent guy. Although... Yeah, he just, he just doesn't seem to go... I don't know, he doesn't seem to communicate very well with people right enough. Like, hmm. he, he, It seems like he's trying to do the right thing, but it doesn't. It doesn't come across that he's trying to do the right thing. There like, was a. Sorry. There was a. There was a scene where. Um. Someone basically said he's not very good at being a king. Essentially. Yeah. Was it not Damon? Did he not say that? No. Probably. And um, do you not love that Damon basically slags the series off constantly, and then as soon as someone else does it, he's like, "That's my brother. You can't do that." Oh, it's proper, it's proper brother. Oh, actually, no. I would let anyone slag off my brother as well. <laughs> <laughs> if David's if David's watching this, yes, I would totally agree. <laughs> so yeah, so they're pressuring him to remarry, and there is there is a potential suitor in play. Not John Suter; he's uh, injured. Are you bring up the Rangers again? Are you? Yeah, Paul, just let it go, and you go. Nope. Have your moment. Have your moment. <laughs> um. So, what are we talking about there? So uh, he's got a he's got a, <laughs> a potential marriage proposal, not proposal, like possible wedding to be arranged. Yeah, super uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. So it says it says cousin's daughter. Yeah, and she's what twelve or something. Yeah, the way they, the way they like revealed that was quite well done though, because it was like a long shot of the gardens and he's like out a walk with her. Yeah, it's just so weird. I was watching that, I was just going, "Ugh, this is weird." Even for Game of Thrones, this is weird. I know, but it seems like um, in the Game of Thrones, well, I would say it was like accepted in the Game of Thrones world, but obviously the series still didn't really feel comfortable with it. There was another line where he just went, she's 12 or something like that. Yeah. Instead, they upgraded to, is it Alison, who's 15? Yeah, so I, I saw, I know I'm, it's probably quite obvious to 
everyone watching, but I saw that coming from like the first episode where she was sent to to talk to him. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was definitely coming because you're bloody dirty character Otto <laughs> scheming. He, he's winning the the Game of Thrones at the moment. Yeah. You know, I think though there was like a, a genuine, quite kind of heartfelt connection between them. Like it was total friendship vibes, but um, they did seem to quite get on quite well. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know if it was just me being an act, just to get in his good graces. Like, I don't know where she's playing a really good game as well. Hmm. Yeah, because she seems quite content in episode three once things develop a bit further. Because like. Paddy Considine, his his hairline is awful. <laughs> I um, think that's good. About the series, um, he's probably well. The nice people in Game of Thrones don't tend to last very long, but he's probably not long for the world. We could say. Uh, yeah, because he's got bits and pieces falling off him. Yeah, I didn't really notice them when they were happening because I'm not that observant, but. And reviews I watched, I think he's like lacking some fingers in episode three. Yeah, I didn't notice. I seen the memes the next day, and he was like missing his two fingers from there or something. I see my camera. Mm-hmm. I like those fingers. Yeah. And then I think there was that somebody said there was a bit where the green screen didn't work or something, and he's got like green bits wrapped around his fingers that are meant to be missing. Yeah, they see him. Uh, but um, yeah, so there's that, and. Renaris gets named as the next heir, like you were saying, which is quite a big deal because I don't think anyone's really accepting of her because mm. she's a, a woman, basically. Uh, and so then it goes, so then everyone's hoping for him to get married and have a new male heir. And I feel like pretty much. All the animosity that becomes between like Viserys and uh, Rhaenyra's, like I feel it's unnecessary because like Viserys should be like reassuring her all the time that she's not going to get replaced. But it seems like years go by and they don't talk hmm. and just tell her that she's not getting replaced. They're not very good at communicating, which is quite obvious. There is a really good scene between Rhaenyra's and the uh, the queen that never was. They had quite a good discussion when the series was out on his play date. <laughs> play date. <coughs> Aye. <laughs> play date. So she was um, basically talking about how she felt how she wasn't allowed to be queen and basically saying no one will ever accept uh, Renera, or I'm probably saying her name wrong if I'm honest. Um, there's earlier scenes, isn't there, where she's kind of at the council meetings but she's not really been taken seriously or been allowed to take part uh, or Renéras yeah or Ren- oh, god Ren- oh, don't Renéra I yeah edit that bit out I don't know I'm getting so confused with all these red Renaras and all that now um Renéas I don't know someday Rene- someday watching somewhere can tell us I'm sure yeah, um, so she's, uh, she's been quite excluded from the, the meetings. Yeah, but she does seem to be, she seems to be 
like a woman of action like she wants things to get done she has actually pretty good like tactical ideas yeah and uh, as well to kind of go that wee extra mile to like get get the job done um which i quite like about her she's stubborn but she's not afraid to go and do the business which she does later in the episode which we can which we can get to uh, but there's a she does get given one task, which is to choose like the new Kingsguard. Oh yeah, yeah, because the the Lord Commander, not a lot, the Lord Commander, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, uh, died in the sleep, um, so they had to pick a new one, and she had the she got the task of picking it. Yeah, since she chose, I'm not going to try and guess his name, but she chose Sir Sir Criston. Sir Kristen Cole. Who in episode three, I think there's a wee bit of a potential romance blooming there, I would say. Yeah, well, I think they kind of set that up in the first episode, didn't they? Because he was jousting Mm -hmm. and he got a favour off of Rhaenerys. You know, the wee kind of wreath. Yeah, yeah. And um, it seems, he seems too nice for the world, so he's probably going as well. Oh, yeah, he's going to get, he's going to get ganked, isn't he? So that's all happening. The what the main bit of this episode is that Damon, who is portrayed magnif- magnificently, uh, he has stolen a dragon egg and ran away. He's claimed Dragonstone and he's taken a second wife. Yeah, he's taking the women from the from the brothel. Um, and he stole a dragon egg, and did he not set up a fake wedding to try and draw Viserys out? Yeah, so I tried to get Viserys to go, but Otto wouldn't let him go. Yeah. So then Otto took some, like, the Kingsguard, etc., and they went and they met on the, the Wall of Dragonstone, which is in Game of Thrones Season 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a wee, a wee head-on confrontation, and... Uh, I'm actually quite surprised. I didn't think Otto would go. I think I thought Otto would be too much in a self-preservation to even think about going there because, like, we obviously know that he's got a dragon, <laughs> so yeah. like, it would have no chance because um, the series had pretty much banned any of his dragon riders from going. Yeah, it was a very tense scene, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought they were all going to get uh, roasted. I felt bad for Sir Kristen. Yeah. I thought he was, was going to go already. It was, it was tense, but nothing really happened in the end. But I think that was good because I don't think you need a, a big a big full battle at that stage. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a wee, a wee opening battle of words, really. Because uh, young, young Rhaenerys comes and saves the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was quite surprised when she turned up. But... She does seem to have like a decent relationship with him. I don't, I don't really see him harming her as such. Yeah, not until later on, I'd imagine. Once it gets a bit tense, I think maybe. Um, and the kind of end of the second episode is, and I don't think I'm some kind of genius, um, seer into the future, but You're definitely. I, I, I saw him. Marrying Alison, I, I saw that. I saw that happening. Yeah, and then that causes the split between him and the sea snake, and him and his daughter, and him and his daughter. Yeah, you could just see her fuming. 
Do you not think all the problems in this episode could have been solved just by actually communicating? See if he just said, well, see if he like told her he was going to marry her best friend, which is really weird to think about. That's like, yeah, I'm not going to give an example from us, but that'd be like you marrying my mum or something. But... <laughs> is, is that available? You better hope Stuart's not watching this, by the way. <laughs> he does. He does sometimes. Your your uh, number could be up. Kidding on Uncle Stu. I love how we did this uh, live stream. There's been people watching it, but we haven't had a single comment yet. Come on, someone give us a comment. Lighten up our Thursday evening. Nah, that, don't. That, we're just, we're just babies. that one person that's watching right now. Oh, you're away now, but that was good of you to visit. Uh, right, so. That's the one we're doing the live stream, having the, the banter with the invisible viewers. It's good fun. <laughs> so, yeah, so Viserys ends the episode essentially by saying that he's going to marry uh, Alison Hightower. Yep. It's not Alison, is it? Is that her name? That's, that seems very normal. Alicent. Yes, that one. Alicent. Okay, on to episode three, which um, I've only watched once. But, yeah, again, another solid episode, I would say. Mixture this time of action and the intrigue in the middle. I think you should handle, we could just maybe talk about the, the start and end points of the the battle scenes. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I think you should lead that. You're, you're, action, you're the action man. Action man. Um, yeah, so, well, no, because it starts off with the, the king's hunt, doesn't it, really? No, it starts off with the battle, for sure. Yeah, because the dragon's going flying about. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. So it's at night time, isn't it? That's when the crab feeder's army uh, are nailing poor sailors to the to the posts to get eaten by crabs. And, uh, and then you just see this big beam of fire coming from... Uh, is it Cyrax? No. Is that Renard? Oh, I can't remember which one's which now. Uh, but anyway, from Damon's Dragon. And uh, there's one of you guys. I saw somewhere that that's not Damon's Dragon. Not the red one? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So there's a, there's a guy getting eaten, eaten by crabs and he's like, oh, my, my prince will come and Kill you all, blah 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 blah, and then a uh, big beam of fire comes out. Everyone starts running away to their caves. Uh, Damon is raging. He's like, "Oh, come out and face me, crab crab feeder king!" Uh, <laughs> and then he uh, he lands down and squashes the the print the the prisoner that was like, "Prince, come save uh, me!" Lands on him. He thought he was about to get saved there, didn't he? Yep. And instead, he just got made into more fish food. <laughs> so, and that was kind of, so. Was that the kind of start of the campaign when yeah. he first arrived? I, I think we're better talking about the end one at the end, so we can, yeah, the end battle. Yeah. But that seems like, that seems more logical. So the big this is a three three years in the future. So the the battle in Crabland has been going on for for three years. Yeah, and it's Prince Damon. And he's had an alliance with the sea snake because I did the too. Yeah, Lord Coralis and his his uh, 
House have gone to war with Damon against the crab feeder because he's split away from the crown. You've done quite well with names in this episode. I'm impressed. Oh, see that? I'm just making them up. No, you got that right because I looked up the Wikipedia <laughs> article beforehand. Um, so this is all kind of set around the the Game of Thrones style birthdays, which they call name days. So it's is it Aegon? Yeah. So Viserys has finally got his son called Aegon, which is the spoilers for Game of Thrones. That's the name that Jon Snow's real name, isn't it? Uh, yes, I think you're right in that one, yeah. Yeah, so the the names do tend to recycle because King Viserys, he's got an unfortunate uh, descendant in uh, Daenerys' brother. Yes, the, the Egypt <clears throat> gets his head melted. We just uh, we just watched that episode like a couple of nights ago. Still as glorious as ever. I was going to say, is it still satisfying? <laughs> I'm really interested to see um, one of our Twitter friends, I can't remember what the channel was, that there's a, a House of the Dragon spoiler in Game of Thrones Season 3 or something. Oh, it was Cody from Dungeons and Podcasts. Yeah, so I'll be, I don't want to know what it is, but I hope to like look back on it one day. Yeah, it'd be quite good to go back and see what see the kind of similarities and see because they do talk about the Targaryen kind of house a lot but you never really take notes of it because like when you're watching Game of Thrones the first time because you never thought you were going to go back to it. Rewatching Game of Thrones is brilliant though because see when see when you know all the names and when you're first watching it there's so many characters that it's kind of hard to keep track but when you're rewatching it you recognize all the names and it does add those kind of extra layers to it. Yeah, I've been watching like you know like, the reels you get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've been watching them like most of them like Game of Thrones stuff, and it's just like wee clips mm-hmm. of Tyrion absolutely ripping into everybody. He gets like the best lines, and he just, mm-hmm. he just owns it. So good, it's so good. I forgot how early uh, Bronn comes into Bronn's in like within the first kind of five episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do, like, anyway, we never did our impressions. We're going up. We're going off. We'll do them at the end. We're going off on a Game of Thrones tangent here. So it's Prince Aegon's name day. They're having a big party, and the city, yes, and hunts and subsequent boars. They are not the not the the best thing you want to come across in Westeros. Yes, the the big king killer pigs. Yeah, so there's they're meant to be going out to hunt. There's a couple a white boar that we're looking for. A white oh white stag. They found that the trail of a white stag. Mm-hmm. I think they just go out and try and find anything, but they've came across the trail of a white stag. Yeah, and they they ultimately don't find it because the series goes out and like tries to take out some kind of creature, but Renee is Renee is whatever her name is. And um, she she finds it later on. Yeah, so the the king's huntsmen they find just a normal stag. Um, yeah, by the way, see that stag. Even though it's CGI, I felt so bad for that stag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate it. like I'm like seeing Scarlet was watching it. She was like, "Is this stag going to get killed?" So we paused it. She was like, 
right, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. Just tell me when it's over. And I watched it and I felt like, you, you do feel, okay. I don't know, I feel kind of bad watching it. It's like when the the start of uh, Game of Thrones, the mountain just takes out a horse, like, for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I just felt, I felt bad for the CGI stag. Um, I'm just getting soft in old age. So basically, Renee, Renee is, we'll sort her name out for the next one we do. Um, she basically runs away in a huff because she's sick of her, her dad like giving the, the baby all the attention. And trying to marry her off as well to the mm. Lannisters. Uh, so there's a, it was good to, it was a good in a weird way to see a Lannister, wasn't it? Yeah. And what is it with Lannisters and twins? Uh, he's a twin as well. Um, oh, so I don't, I don't think he's up to mischief for his twin. Yeah, because yeah, I think we see, I think we see his twin in the previous episode. Oh, I, I thought well, I seen him earlier in the episode. I didn't realize it was because his twin's got slightly shorter hair, mm-hmm. and he was saying, he was saying to King Viserys about sending reinforcements to yeah. stones. Uh, so Renee's is getting annoyed at the kind of marriage proposals because apparently there's been loads of marriage proposals that keep getting thrown towards Viserys, but obviously he's trying to find the kind of tactical advantage and the Lannisters are obviously very rich and have very, they have the high ground essentially with their property. Yeah. Castle Rock, but uh, yeah, she, she did the right thing. It was like it's just it's just creepy the way like a an old guy is just like talking to us wee girl like you know could 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 be my wife blah 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 and it's just like oh well the the characters in Game of Thrones are really aged up like Daenerys is only meant to be like thirteen fourteen I think Jon Snow is only meant to be like sixteen no fourteen so the <laughs> hard paper end up at the wall <laughs> yeah so i was logging on at the party alison's pregnant again the looks of it as well she is yes um and all the women are gossiping and everyone's expecting the young uh Aegon to be named as heir mm-hmm. they're just expecting it aren't they one of the older ladies that's in that kind of conversation, she's apparently a, like a predecessor to, what's her name? Tyrell, Olena. Yeah, okay. One of the, the ladies she was talking to. So, yeah, the, apart from the, the action scenes at the start and end, this one was a lot more about the kind of the plotting, but uh, Renee runs away. She arrives back in quite a, a dramatic way as well. Yeah, because uh, so her and Sir Kristen, well, Sir Kristen chases after her when she leaves and they end up spending the night in the woods. And yeah, that's when they, that's when the boar attacks Sir Kristen and together they take down the boar and mm. they go back into camp and she looks like a total badass because she's like covered in blood, just walking in like nothing, like nothing's happened. She got a wee bit carried away, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, that... I'd taking... be mad. I'm trying to nap and I just kind of getting... taking all their frustrations out. 
So for anyone, we've got a couple of viewers at the moment. We'd love to hear people's views on House of the Dragon. We're nearing the end of our uh, review of episode three. So we'd love to hear your thoughts and any predictions for the future and any random book knowledge that people have. I'd love to read the book that this is based on, but I'd be too scared of spoilers right now. So I think I'll wait till like the show's done, probably. Maybe check it out. Yeah, I would read it, but you can't read. Right, I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you the. I'll tell you what happens. Aye, right, that's what happens. Aye, that'd be good. good. Just, so, just try. I think. I feel like there probably is more that goes on. We'll talk about the end bit soon. But was there anything else in the kind of main point? Uh, that happens. Not really. I, I can think of. I don't think so. I think. Uh, is it that point where? Sarah says to Renair is that she doesn't have to marry. Or was it after the battle, wasn't it? Yeah, um, so the the Sarah is quite clear that he wants her to be the heir. And no, he basically said you can choose who to marry. So that was setting up her and the the knight. Yeah. But I feel like that could have been said any time in the first in those three years that they haven't really talked. But drama, Paul. No, but still. Um, and then I think that leads on to the battle, doesn't it? No, I, I, I peeked at that Wikipedia article again. There was another important point. They, right. There was a suggestion that she married the the son of the cousin, the Coralus's son. Oh, right, yeah, the one that was fighting in the stepping stones. Yeah. I couldn't quite remember who he was, but I think we did see him in maybe episode one. Yeah, I think he was at the jousting, I think. Just sitting about. I don't think he said it. He didn't really. And although it's weird, you can kind of understand why the Targaryens like married within themselves because it basically means nobody else gets near the throne or or near power. Nah, still weird. Uh, no, it's still weird. But that's obviously why they do it is to keep the Targaryens in charge and not let anyone else weasel in. Yeah. And then I seen something that was like, uh, it was like when the Targaryens inbreed, like they end up like looking like um, what's her face, uh, Daenerys. And then when it happens in the world, it's like like the guy at the Guinness. Mm, yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so moving on to the end battle. Again, you're the you're the action you're action man. So. Yeah. What were your thoughts on? I've got some thoughts on the battle, but we'll hear yours first. Well, I liked the battle, but I felt like it was maybe a bit silly. Mm, I think you're maybe. Can I guess? Did you think the fact that he managed to dodge so many arrows was a bit silly? I thought mainly the fact that he managed to dodge so many arrows implausible, but you know, if he's running fast enough, you know, maybe. Uh, and the archers are quite far away, so they need to need to lead. So you know, maybe. The other point was the crab feeder seemed to send out like pretty much his whole army just to get Damon. You know, like they're all hiding the cave safe, and yeah. then when Damon was hiding, they sent out like everybody, which I thought was a bit weird. Like you'd only send that you'd send out a portion of your guys. You wouldn't send out everybody, mm-hmm. and then. The other point was 
when the dragon appears, surely your archers would scatter like immediately. But the archers stayed where they were on the hilltop. And yeah. now the dragon came around and got them as well after getting the guys in the ground. But basically, so all that comes about is because this, this war has been raging on for three years. And was it Alison uh, convinced Viserys to send some of the Targaryen army to help yeah. him? I was going to say that there, he ultimately does decide. He was, he was originally not going to because he thought it would show a lack of power, but he decides to send reinforcements. But that's what basically makes Damon be like, no, I don't want your help. And he just goes and does it himself. Yeah. Is it right that he doesn't say it in this whole episode? Yeah. Well, he's not in it a lot, I suppose. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> he, he beats the he beats the crap at the messenger. Yeah. Um, he kind of tricks them and gets there in the end. And he, he cuts your guy in half. Yeah. So he gets there at the end. And then the, it was the cousin, wasn't it? The the one that they wanted Renéris to marry. The, mm. Corliss cousin, the Corliss son. Uh, he's riding the dragon. I did think that looked the CGI looked a bit kind of weird on that. Hmm. Uh, I'm riding it, but uh, yeah. So Damon, because they're talking about it, and we plan beforehand that they need to send somebody out to bait the crab feeder out. Mm-hmm. And then Damon just rolls out, pretends he's surrendering. And then he cuts through a few guys, starts making a beeline for the crab feeder. Crab feeder sends out all his guys after Damon takes a few arrows. And then the cousin swoops in with a dragon and turns the tide. And then Damon's army comes in as well to reinforce. But um, and then Damon makes it into the tunnels. Cuts my guy in half. Off, I felt a wee bit kind of... I felt a wee bit cheated that you didn't see him fight the crab feeder. See, every time you say crab feeder, I keep thinking of like a bird feeder you'd have in the garden. <laughs> yeah, just some meat pellets to feed some crabs in the beach. <laughs> it's kind of weird that that battle was going on so long, wasn't it? When it was just like... I it didn't, look, didn't know that there was a lot of uh, people involved, really. Yeah, because it was meant to be, what, 700 of uh, the Sea Snakes men, and they had like 68. And the only reason they were they weren't doing very well was because I think they were running out of food. And I think the sea snake's brother was starting to sow some seeds of mutiny against Damon. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with this win under his belt, he'll be able to leverage some some power of Viserys and hopefully I don't know, cause some more trouble in the capital. Yeah. I find shows like this quite hard to like make predictions because I think there's always so many twists and turns. But I'm looking forward to it. Still, uh, still seven episodes left, so there's there's a long way to go in the first season. Yeah, and like you're saying, was it you were saying that there's, there's a lot of time skips coming up as well? Yeah, because the the Renee is Renee, we're getting it wrong. She's replaced. She's replaced by, she's replaced by another actress. See, I don't want I, I don't want that to happen because I quite like the cast as it is now. I like all the cast. Um I think they've done a really good job just with this show in general. There's not a lot 
Like, I thought Damon managing to dodge so many arrows was a wee bit unrealistic, but I suppose he did get hit by a couple as well. So, yeah. There was that. I think, like, when it comes to, like, arrows like that, like, nobody's that accurate. Like, it's all volume hoping to get, like, a big army. Can't so if I hit one man that's running at speed, then, you know, it'd pr- probably be pretty hard. Katniss Everdeen. Ah, she had the she, she had futuristic arrows. <laughs> well, I think that's has covered the the two episodes now. And um, it was a shame we couldn't uh, do this last week, but I literally could barely speak the same last week. So yeah. it's pro- probably for the best to have a little rest and get reinvigorated again. Yeah. So see, like you're talking about predictions, do you have any that you think are going to happen? Like, is there anything well, that you want to happen at least? I don't want it to happen, but the series is clearly going to die in the near future, you would say. How many bits and pieces do you think it's going to fall off? All of them. All of them. And is it, is it because he's cut himself on the throne? Was that, you go? Is it because he's cut himself on the throne that he's not worthy of the throne? That, I don't know if he's not worthy of the throne, but I think the throne is just dangerous in general because it's a different type of... It's very different to the game of the... There's a lot more... Swords involved, isn't there in this one? Yeah, I think I'm sure. I think it was said in Game of Thrones. I think somebody said it in passing or something about the throne. You need to watch the throne because if you're not worthy, it will, it will cut you or something. Hmm. I don't know if that was just like a myth or something. I don't know. Yeah, they So I think I think eventually I don't know how it will happen, but I think Aegon will be announced as the heir, or maybe when he's older and he, he realises he should be there, maybe there's, do you know I mean? Maybe there's an older yeah. actor that plays Aegon. Yeah. I wonder if, um, you know, like, Alison's having another baby and, like, oh, it's just this time skip's going to happen. I don't know how far along it's going to go, but uh, maybe this other baby's going to have some sort of like, big impact as well. Yeah. See the people that know the Game of Thrones lore and all that, they'll probably watch this going like these guys have not a clue what they're talking about. The people who know what they're talking about won't be watching. <laughs> True. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. And we've got a wee we watch coming up. We're gonna check out Rogue One again ahead of Andor, aren't we? Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably need to do it solo though, because uh, the missus hates she hates Rogue One <laughs> she says it's her worst hours movie and it makes me sad beyond belief I know I know how much you love it it's in our Star Wars movie ranking if you want to check that one out uh, we don't know where to put the, the things yet we've got an intro now sometimes but it's it's good to do that when it's not copyright yes so <laughs> yeah we'll be we're, we're not going to make too many build bold promises for when videos are coming out at the moment we're having a wee bit of a tactical rethink about the channel aren't we just in terms of where we want to go so this this one's live it'll be available for people to check out but hopefully we'll get a few more uh, new stuff coming up in the near future yep so hopefully next time around if we're ever doing this live we will maybe have some beneficial changes or some something different Yes, we'll be sharing some ideas once I've actually shared some ideas with Paul and see what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Paul, do you have any of your podcast shout outs? Wanna give 
give a shout out to any of our friends of the channel? No, I hate everyone. You hate everyone. You don't have to do that many, but do you have any you'd like to just give a wee shout out to? Uh, well, I've been listening to quite a few this week. Um, the one I listened to most recently, I think you'd probably you'd probably really enjoy it actually. Um, it was the Moisture Farm Report. Mm-hmm. I've did one. I've listened to some of their stuff, yeah. Well, I've actually listened to see their last three. They've done one on, uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Sidon Ethano. The name sounds familiar, yeah. Looking at the red pirate that's in The Force Awakens that Finn goes to, to get a ride off of when he's, yeah. uh, he's trying to bug out from Maz's castle. Okay. So it's kind of his whole backstory. And it's actually really pretty interesting. Um, I'll check it out. He did that. He did a general viewers what if episode. Yeah. After, after the Battle of Hoth, that was really good. And there was one about the construction of like the an idiot's guide to the construction of lightsabers. Right. I, I think that, that would be right up your alley. Um, mm. So the Moisture Farm Report are really good at the minute. Really enjoying their season three uh, episodes. And the cold, I've been listening to Cold Callers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of guys from London, and they just do like a kind of comedy show, and they have like wee segments, they do like wee quizzes. And I don't think they're doing like any new material at the moment for that show, but they also do like a hard days, hardest hats. And it's like they do impressions of Tom Hardy, the actor, right? Okay, and put them in different like TV shows and stuff, and like he has conversations with different people on TV shows and they did all the impressions and that so it's quite good. I do know so, who Tom yeah, really. I don't know. You may follow the wrestler. <laughs> um so they're probably the two main ones that I've been listening to just now. So give a shout out to them because they're pretty damn good. I need to get back into checking out the podcast. I've been very busy with uh, trying to buy a house amongst other things recently. So um, get back into it now things are calming down a bit yeah you just had a lot of time watching football watching four goals past your team and that blah blah blah, blah. who are Martin playing in Europe this season <laughs> oh. touche oh, yeah. um, I'd just like to give a wee shout out to our friend Ryan from Thoughts About Star Wars I saw him pop up on our Twitter timeline today so it was good to see your your name and um be good to have you on at some point and we hope you're keeping well. Yeah. Hope he hope he actually gets back into it at some point because I really enjoyed his show. Um I know it's been a pretty tough year for him, but he did have some good content and uh, just a really good, easy going show. Yeah, it seems like whenever we guest on a show they <laughs> they slow down oh. a bit or cancel not long after. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. But anyone listening who would love to come on as a guest, we'd like to have you. If you've got a show you'd love us to guest on, then let us know. We're always uh, happy to get involved. With not as active as we'd probably like to be in the last couple of weeks, but I'm feeling quite motivated for getting going again. Yeah. Let's go. Bill Gunn is blazing. And I'd love to know who the two people viewing are. What are you doing at 20 past 10 on a Thursday night? And if you are there, please tell us. Say hello in the comments. Come on. Make our day. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, why did I click on this by accident? 
it's getting a bit desperate now. Come on, comment. Uh, right. Well, which probably yeah. um, I'll do the the kind of shout out. So we are seismic cinema, unless we go down the football route and maybe seismic soccer. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a like, follow, all that kind of stuff. Um, YouTube, you can see us, obviously, see our faces, and subscribe. We've got 58 subscribers. We've been trying to hit 60 for a while, and we still haven't got there, so please subscribe if you're listening. Um, you can also listen to us in audio format on Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods. I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, and it's rolling off the tongue. I'm obviously a professional winner. Yep, it is the best bit of the podcast. Yeah, it just flows the best, flows the best. Well, I for one, I really enjoy getting back into the discussion, uh, talking about House of the Dragon with the crab feeder himself. Paul, can you finish off the podcast by reminding everyone after a short break of the current slogan for our podcast? Yep, it's the power of crabs. It's actually the power of escapism, but... You never know, we might have a new slogan in the future. Things are always changing here at Seismic Cinema. Yep. And the new slogan will be the power of crabs. Pinchy, pinchy. <laughs> okay. Right, we'll finish off there. So thank you for listening. If you were listening, thank you for watching if you're watching. And if you didn't watch or listen, then what are you doing with your life? And they'll never hear that because they won't watch my listen. Exactly. <laughs> have a good one. See ya.